Chapter 1. Alien. Know your limitations. It was kindly advice, given by a decent man in a grey consulting room in Drumchapel, a poor district west of Glasgow. He was a psychologist. I was his subject, and he had just diagnosed me with Asperger syndrome, a form of autism. It was the reason why, despite a higher education and an IQ of 120, I had had great difficulty holding down a decent job, and the chance of getting a girlfriend seemed as far from me as the Vikings' Valhalla. And if there is a sunlit city on a hill waiting for us, or in the case of a Viking, a flaming longship pushed out to sea by several scantily clad Norsewomen, it felt a million miles distant from a depressed part of Glasgow on a drab day in the early autumn of 2002. I'd been a long time getting there, with many a humiliation on the way. I'd been analysed before, by a friend of my father's with a personality profiling business. But although he'd had some perceptive insights, he had not really been able to get to the root of the problem. Autism as we know it today was first defined in 1943, but Asperger syndrome, its milder variant, was not recognised until 1981. Autism is a broad-spectrum disorder. None who suffer from it show every one of its varied symptoms, but all autists, as I shall call my strange brotherhood, share a few universal attributes. Firstly, a differently wired brain. Typical human beings, known in the trade as neurotypicals or NTs, think emotionally first and logically afterwards, sometimes quite a long time afterwards, but autists are the other way round. We think logically first and emotionally next. Call it the Mr. Spock concept and think of the way he and Dr. McCoy used to spar verbally. Really, Dr. McCoy, you must learn to govern your passions. They will be your undoing. Logic suggests... You green-blooded inhuman... And that's from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. There, in a nutshell, are the neurotypical and autistic mindsets sparring with each other. The passionate, emotional human and the logical, autistic Vulcan. But it is important to remember that neurotypical humans can think logically and autistic Vulcans do have emotions. Autists can indeed love. Which leads me to point two. Difficulty in communicating and with social interaction. Put another way, and with the bluntness typical of autists, who do not always realise that their logical statements can cause emotional embarrassment, I was 31 before I first had sex, and in my 40s before I taught myself how to manage socially and relate to women. Since they are apparently from Venus, and I was a Vulcan, you can perhaps imagine the problems. Logical autism did prefer certain advantages, though. I was a sexual inadequate for so long that I had been forced, seriously and logically, to come to terms with and control my male ego. So when I did finally manage to pick up some pretty obvious hints from a pretty inebriated woman, I just did my best, tried to remember the rules, and gave her as good a time as possible. I was pleased to discover I was quite good at it. And thirdly, difficulty with social imagination. My old school reports regularly said I was away in my own world, 
so I had to learn how to prize myself out of my shell and relate to others. NTs pick up the unwritten rules of social life automatically, but I had to teach myself manually and consciously remind myself that other people were just as flawed, neurotic, and inadequate as I was. They were just better at concealing it. Up to that point, then, my life had not been a complete failure, so I listened equably, fairly unemotionally, and with some relief, as my psychologist finally explained to me why sex, social relationships, and the never-ending need to learn, learn, learn had been such trials for me, why I had had a few too many career stumbles, why I could not take in and process information with the ease of my neurotypical siblings, and why I could not reliably pick up NT females' subtle signals.